0: the
1: volume. Oral Sessions is brought to you by FanDuel. It's never been easier to play fantasy on FanDuel. Whether you love basketball, golf, soccer, or any other fantasy sport, there's a contest for every fan. FanDuel, more ways to win. Hey guys, welcome to Oral Sessions with Renee Paquette. This is where we mash up The best of the week. We take our interviews from Tuesday and Thursday, what those episodes were, we take those highlights, we put them together all here in one convenient place for your listening pleasure. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoy it. We've put together here for you guys. And if you want to go back and listen to these interviews in their entirety, you can do that right here where you're listening as it is. Um, so anywhere you guys are listening to podcasts, you can go back and find those full length interviews. But otherwise we've, uh, we've done a little bit of heavy lifting for you and gave you guys some of the highlights from what, from what you want to hear. But you know, we're so lucky with all the amazing guests that we have on oral sessions that I'm sure if you're fans of these people, you're going to want to go back and hear more of their story, hear more of who these people are and what makes them tick and what has led to their success. All that fun stuff. Um, I love what I get to do here. And I love getting to chat with all these interesting and fascinating people. It's a hell of a time. And yeah, now we just get to do a little best stuff here on the weekend. So here we go. Let's get into it. Here's the best stuff from this week on Oral Sessions. Oral Sessions.
0: Welcome to Oral Sessions. Uh, I'll be your host this evening. My name is John Moxley, joined by my friend Emilio here on Oral Sessions. Yeah. Uh. See, that was my Ryback voice that Renee hates but it's not really so much a Ryback voice as it is kind of an amalgamation of Ryback and uh, you know, that offspring record where they do intermission it's now on the ombre, And it's like intermission. Yeah. But when I say oral sessions, I have to do it in the voice. And now here I am hosting this show on my day. I'm about to have a kid. I just flew from Jacksonville competed in a, Crazy man, I can't even barely walk today. I don't know how many of those I got left in me uh, on pay per view in front of 5,000 people. And then I fly all the way home. I got stuff to do, I got bills to pay. I get, you know, I'm still finishing editing a book, I'm dealing with artwork, I'm talking to people on the phone, and then I got to come in here and do her job too. I am really, really carrying the workload around here, but she's carrying like 35 pounds of uh, goo in her belly and a human. So it, it all evens out in the end. But uh, here I am hosting a show, completely unqualified for this, and this is going to be a total shit show. We're just going to see what happens. I, I, I understand we've sourced some questions from the audience, uh, the the loyal oral sessions audience that loves oral sessions. Yeah. Ah. Uh. Here on the volume, you know. So I'm a professional. I get in here, I get the job done. I'm like an entertainment Navy SEAL. You stick me in anywhere, give me give me that Kelly Ripa fucking gig.
2: So what would you do differently as opposed to Kelly Ripa if you were to host it? Like, how would we change live with Kelly and Ryan and just make it John and Ryan?
0: A lot of morning drinking, a lot of swearing. You know, it it would really tank the whole thing or change television completely. I, I don't know, but give give me a call. You know. No, I want, her, I want her to get the Kelly Ripley gig because I want to just be a stay-at-home dad and go do indie shows on the weekends. So I want her to get, like, that giant fat paycheck so I don't have to work. Because I did all my work on the front end, you see. Right? So I just want now, I just want her to make all the
2: money, and I just want to relax. See what I'm saying? That's literally living the dream, bro. Like I want to be a stay-at-home house husband in the worst possible way. Like I I'm a big this is us guy. So I'm watching that and Toby's over here flipping out about needing to go back to work for his mental sanity. We're just watching that.
0: Stay at home, take care of the kid. You had the kid, you're responsible for the kid, okay? Somebody's got to take care of it. She wants to go to work. What are you complaining about? And you know what? Fuck Kevin. I'm sick of Kevin. <laughs> I'm sick of his attitude. No, he's a bitch. I'm sick of his attitude. He's always got to create problems. Every, he's got to make everything dramatic. You know, I'm glad that girl dumped him. I'm glad she didn't marry him. He didn't deserve her. They weren't in love. He was not in love with that woman. His
2: ex-girlfriend. I'm it. glad
0: she saw this. He's just, he, he's one but of those Kevin. pleasers.
2: I think he's one of those settlers that just settles for happiness because he feels nobody else is going to love him. Kevin is nothing but problems. Why has everything got to be so dramatic?
0: So before we get into these questions here, you know, I feel like now I have, now I'm at work. Now I'm, now I'm. You know, now I'm working. I'm going to give everybody a lesson here on how to get fired up, okay, before he starts taking his questions. This right here, Tiger Balm. Even better if you get the red stuff. I basically live by this. Only on show days, even though sometimes I want to do it on an off day when I can't walk or I feel like crap, which is basically every day. Save it for the show day because the smell of Tiger Balm makes me know that it's fucking go time, right? So that's what we're going to do right now. Here's a little trick. Here's a little trick a wrestler called Bull Payne told me before my second or third ever tag match. Very intimidating guy, kind of a biker looking kind of thing. Very successful veteran of the industry. He had a baseball bat and a leather jacket and the spikes and the whole thing. And he goes, stick this up your nose. I don't want you getting blown up. And so I did. And I went, ah. And now I have a, uh, a superstition to where if I don't have Tiger Bomb before a match, I fear that everything will just go to absolute hell. So. In the interest of uh, you know props and visual aids here on the volume, we're gonna do a little bit of tiger balm. So I'll stick over on your camera, get in that. Oh yeah, I should have sent you some. Here we go. This is a pro tip. There we go. If you're gonna do the whole neck and everything, you need rubber gloves. You know you can get them at Walgreens, drainers Room, because you don't want to get tiger balm in your eye right before you go out. More importantly, you don't want to get tiger balm in your urethra. Which happens. You know, there's nothing you can do. You just have to wait it out
2: until the... There we go. Feel that burn. Let's take some questions. We use the hashtag Ask Mox. Now, you can ask Mox anything. You can ask Mox about relationships, groceries, taxes, professional wrestling, whatever. I'm very wise. You are. You, you are what we call Dr. Feelgood on, on the Valentine's Day episode. And you answered many a question about romance. So this one comes from that guy, Travis. And he goes... Hey, John, freshly engaged, and I'm wondering the very obvious. What would you say has been the key to your successful relationship? I know it takes so much just looking for your number one bit of advice. I hate, I knew I was going to have to do this,
0: and I hate to do it. Here's the situation I'm in. You know, I have a book that's available for pre order now, right? That you can go on Amazon and buy. Chock full of life advice on matters such as these. And I don't want to give away the farm for free here on the volume because, you know, I'm trying to sell some books, you know, I'd like to sell a few, you know, what? I don't really care if I, you know, whatever. So I'm gonna have to give away, I'm gonna give a little bit, but I can't give away the whole farm. So this is the first time of like a dozen more times throughout this podcast where I'm going to be like, well, if you want the full story on this, you can read my upcoming, uh, because I wouldn't call it an autobiography, really. I don't even know what I would call it. It's trash. It's a terrible book, but it's going to sell a bunch of copies. You can buy it for pre-order on Amazon right now. I'm going to say that like 12 more times. So to answer your question, if I, had to, if I had to give you one, what is the key? I'll give you two. Now I'm giving them, I'm not going to give away the whole form, but I'll give you two. Happy wife, happy life. Keep them happy. That is your job. Like, you know, when you're uh, playing football, you're on the defensive line. Your job is to stop the gap. I'm covering a gap on this play. We're in a 3-4 or we're in a 4-3 or whatever it is. I'm the defensive tackle. My job, you know, the football coach says, do your job. I plug the A gap. Your job is to keep your significant other happy. And everything else will just fall into place. So stay focused on your job. Most importantly, sex. Lots and lots and lots of sex.
2: What about some Tiger bomb up the nose
0: before sex? No, no. Two different things. Two separate worlds. You know what I said about the urethra? Don't get it anywhere near. I mean, some people have different types of kink marks,
2: but that's neither here nor there.
0: You got all kinds of body parts, orifices, nipples flying about. You don't need any Tiger bomb anywhere near that situation.
2: All right. So this one goes to Lady Regan, and she wants to know if your daughter wanted to get involved in the wrestling business right out of high school, what would you tell her?
0: was really passionate about it then uh then yeah go for it if not if it was just like a playing around thing then go play around with it sometimes you get into some stuff and you play around sometimes you're gung-ho about something i was gung-ho about this all i ever wanted to do this was not a playing around having fun this is not let's try this out see if it works out like you know some people come into wrestling with that attitude and then go on to make millions of dollars then they get really good at it you know uh so it can work but, you know, me, I was, this is, this was my life. This was it. There was no other or anything, you know. So I, I would assess where her mindset was. And if it was like, hey, you know, get in there and uh, take a bump, see how that feels. And then, you know, maybe everything changes. So, yeah, I mean, but if she wanted to go be a circus performer or a math teacher or join the Peace Corps or be a pro wrestler or a hockey player or ringette, we don't have that here but Renee might be able to teach her to play ringette. Whatever she wanted to do. I say, do whatever you want to do, and I I would support.
2: So if she came to you and said, Dad, I've been watching a ton of your old Deathmatch stuff. I'm ready to go. I want to go through barbed wire. I want to have the spooky light tube dust busted all over my head. How are you reacting to that?
0: I don't know. I mean, it's hard to say because this person isn't in existence yet. So I don't know this person. You know, so, I mean, my initial instinct is like, okay, maybe not you know, you don't need to do that. I wouldn't tell her. No, I would guide her. I would say, if you're going to do something, here's how we do it safely. Cause I'd much rather her, uh, you know, like how parents say like, Oh, well, I'd rather them drink in the house. If we're home, than they're out at some party. Where we don't know what's going on. I'd rather supervise it. So if she wanted to go, if she ever wanted to get into wrestling in theory, I would rather guide it and make sure it was done correctly and safely and right and for the right reasons and so forth like that but i don't know this person yet there's she's still in my wife's belly for you know for, so I, I don't know who,
2: who she is well, i mean it's gonna happen you know you will shape and the whole nature nurture thing will come into pine so either they're born with it or or, or it's made over time
0: i've got like a stacks of parenting books i'm like i'm not even reading that because it's too it's too it's too much i'm looking at this like uh I'm just going to call this in the ring. Everybody tells me that, uh, you know, it all is natural and it's it, your instincts take over. And I'm like, OK, well, then if that's the case, I'm just going to wing it. Because to me. And like I had an opportunity to like hold somebody's baby like a few weeks back. And I said, no, thank you. No offense. Beautiful baby. But here's why. I don't climb the ladder during the day of a pay-per-view before there's a crowd, before there's I I don't get up on top of the cage. You know, if they make me for like a camera rehearsal, I'm always like, oh, don't make me do that. Cause it's, when you get up there with no adrenaline, it seems very scary. It seems 10 times higher during the day. I'm gonna do it once on live TV with adrenaline pumping. I'm just gonna pop, 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 go up there and jump off. I'm not even gonna think about it. So I'll hold the baby for the first time. I've never held the baby. I'll do that for the first time when it's real, when it's life and death and it's my baby. And then let all the adrenaline and nature and millions of years of uh, evolution take over. And then I'll be good.
2: So this one comes from Sophie D Loves BSB. What are your top three karaoke songs? See,
0: I, I can't actually sing. My voice is all messed up. I can't do anything. I can't hit high notes. There's songs that I wish I could sing that I just can't sing. Yeah, I just my my there's sounds that my of a higher pitch, even just words in the ways that I just literally my voice can't make that sound, so I have to choose my karaoke songs very carefully. So you stick with like the low, the low stuff, right? Billy Idol, White Wedding is a go-to for me. Hey, little sister, what have you done? See, I can handle that, right? Bloodhound Gang, uh, Fire, Water, Burn. I can handle that. It's a lot of words. It's almost like rapping, but I got it all memorized, so I can, I can hit it when they got that song. Sweet Caroline is always a crowd favorite. Crowd loves that one. I went on a Pearl Jam Black phase for a while when we were, we were at uh, Dino's karaoke in Vegas, and I went on some Pearl Jam Black. And I think I kind of pulled it off a little bit, to be honest with you.
2: You know what I could see you doing that I think you would crush it just because you, you, you ooze sex appeal, um, according to the, the internets? I could see you do Let's Get It On. You know what? I
0: should try that next time we go to karaoke. You know, COVID's ending, people getting vaccinated. I'm vaccinated as fuck. I could go right out to a bar right now and go karaoke. Maybe like on the next Jericho cruise, we'll hit some uh, Let's Get It
2: On. This one comes from Deadly Gambit. I've been out of the dating game for five years now after I was called undateable by someone who I thought was a friend due to my disabilities. My self-esteem has been shot and I do not know how to try to jump back in there. Do you have any suggestions? Don't worry about what
0: anybody else ever said in the past. That's the past. The past isn't the past because it's the past. So leave it in the past. In the here and now, you know, look at who you are, what you bring to the table and be yourself. You know, when you find the right person, it's easy. And they're out there, and you'll find them. As far as where to look, I don't know. You know, sometimes they're right in front of you. Sometimes they just stumble right into your life, you know? I know at least one person who had incredible success on that eHarmony. I think that thing actually works. It's a guy named High IQ Quentin Lee. was an old HWA wrestler. And he was like, yeah, I was just so sick of dating, so I went on this eHarmony, and I just typed in, I like this. I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like this. This is exactly who I am. And he just laid it all out. Three weeks later, he met his wife, who he's still married to today. Who's like, they were perfect for each other. Cause he just said, this is who I am. Make no apologies about it. And sure enough, Rolodex comes through. Oh, there's a person exactly like you. So maybe, maybe technology like that is good. You know, I saw at least one person who had a lot of success with it, but also, you know, real life is all around you, man. So keep your eyes and your ears open. If you stay true to yourself, your true love
2: will find you what man that is deep. And I think that's how we end it right here. Mox, is there anything you want to plug besides the book, which is on pre-order right now on Amazon?
0: No, that's about it. That's all I
2: got going on. All right, man, listen, is there anything that you want to, you want to close out with? Do you, do you, do you have anything concrete and a knowledge dart that you want to, you want to end on a high note?
0: We've had a great time here on oral sessions. This has been Oral Sessions with Emilio and John Moxley on The Volume. See you next time.
1: Hello, Mama. What's going on? Well,
3: you know, just sitting here up in Toronto, my home, because we were at home orders. Oh, yeah.
1: So, you know, that stuff. I still envy that. I mean, I wish that I was there. I do envy it a lot. I mean, as much as hold on, at home orders to be clear. No, of course not. Definitely not the stay at home orders. Those can go away, but of course, you know, keeping safety uh, together, Doug Ford's got a lot of issues happening right now. It seems, um, I, I do just miss Canada terribly.
3: I don't blame you. It's great here.
1: It's the best. It's
3: The best. I mean, of course, then you have family here and it's that that's That's of course why it's obviously the best as well.
1: But there's also a good selection of food items, right? Oh my God. So I just got a care package from my mom. And I've got like- Who did that? That is so amazing. It's amazing. amazing. I've got like my ketchup chips, my bits and bites, my sour cream and bacon chips, some family digestive cookies, because you can't get those here. Do all
3: Canadians love that? Because I love those.
1: I don't think I realized that I love them until a friend of mine brought them to me. And I was like, oh my God, yes, I've not had these in forever bring me all of them so that's like now on my list for, for my your mom viewers, it's a it's a like a what do you call it like an oatmeal kind of cookie yeah it's just like a like a standard like biscuit kind of cookie like it's very plain and then it what just has
3: it? A, it's got a chocolate coating on top
1: yeah like a thin little milk chocolate coating and then sometimes you can put the entire
3: thing in your mouth and let the top <laughs> just melt in your mouth and, anyway delicious
1: and i've got Tim Horton's cup here my like wayne gretzky represent. Oh, I happen to be representing as well, actually. There we go. A little satisfaction, baby. <laughs> um, okay. What were you going to show me? You were going to show me something right before we started. What do we got?
3: So, you know how like the Instagram world, you, you see something you want to like respond, but then you're scrolling. So you keep going. You're like, I'll get back to that. And you just don't. Right. Yes, of course. You posted a picture. And I'm like, are we, is no one going to address the fact that you can, I'm going to put, can you see this? Oh, you not ever
1: address that. Like, does anyone ever call you her twin? You know, what's her name? Malin? Malin Ackerman. Yeah. You know what? I actually used to get that quite a bit. And I was just doing an interview and someone asked me who the people are that I get. And I always get Kirsten Dunst. Okay. I see that. Sometimes yet. Kristen Bell, but I don't know if that's so much like that. We look alike. I don't know, but I used to get Malin Ackerman all the time. Who do you get? I haven't got anyone in a while. I used to get
3: um, I used to get, um, uh, probably with my dark hair, Angelina Jolie, which thank you. Hell. Oh my God. I mean, could there be a better one to get? Isn't it the silliest thing to get? So like, oh, thank you.
1: Like they're, they're not saying you're, they're just saying you kind of look like that gorgeous person actually. It's, <laughs> but it's amazing. But I mean, listen, if you, if I get like a relation to somebody like that, I'll take it.
3: Yeah. I took, so I took that. Yes. Um, yeah, no. And I used to get Jessica Simpson, like back in the day when she was, I could see
1: that actually.
3: Yeah. It's a square jaw. I think that those are both girls have the square jaw. Yeah.
1: That that is a really good one, actually. I mean, a lot of times I feel like people are just like, oh, you remind me of like my friend's sister. I'm just like generic girl, number five. I'll take it. Um, What else is going on in Canada right now? How has lockdown been for you? Because it's been on and off and on and off and like things are strict in Canada.
3: Okay. So we got real strict this time around because we had to, like, it's funny because look, I know it's a tricky thing to talk about because people get all like into the thing of it all. We don't need to do that here. But, um, really the numbers, they just speak for themselves. The numbers we're going with, they were going and I don't know if they're like, Oh, real numbers and not real numbers, whatever. The point, the point is, is our ICU units were like maxed out. We had like 500 beds available. We're at 542. They've taken all the children's wings. Like the hospitals are now admitting, like they've moved them and they've admitting adults into those. Like it's, it's out of control. So like, what else are they going to do in order to stop this? So we did like did stay-at-home orders, but there was, they were real extreme. They had like the two things I said that people went nuts for was, um, and here I was, I just came out, like, I just came out with, um, a girlfriend of mine. We just were like, let's just get the kids to the park. They know how to distance. Like they go to school. There's these kids are so good. Like you wouldn't even believe it. Like they're so resilient and they're so adaptable. Like they're just, they put on their hat, their scarf, and they're masked. Yeah, but they know. They, and they're fine with it. Like, they, it's okay, whatever health. And, and I know there's so many issues to talk about these little things, carbon, okay. blah, blah, blah. But um, it's what we're doing right now. Right. And so they were masked up. They were distanced. They were doing their thing at the park. We we're outdoors. There's low risk for transmission outdoors. And we were like, we, wrote, we were texting each other, going, wow, that was great for them dot, dot, dot. And us like for the mental break for us to like get out and have the fresh air. And it also, it's been really cold. So imagine being a lockdown and it's been cold. Can't go outdoors. You know what I mean? So, so anyway, we just came off that high. And then the, the announcement came out that like stay at home orders are starting. And by the way, no playgrounds, that was like a huge, no playgrounds They were closing the playgrounds. And they were saying that police would be stopping people. Randomly. I
1: saw that, that they're like, really like, they're not messing around.
3: I mean, even me. I was like, um, "Sorry, we just came from the playground. It's my responsibility as, an, as a parent to social distance my children. Because what's the difference? Like, you guys can go to the gro- to the grocery store, but be responsible adults. Distance yourself. You know, like wear your mask. Da da da. So I should. Why is it different? Especially outdoors, where there's like there's literally, if any lower cases, a uh, number of cases that have come from outdoors. Anyway, so everyone was up in arms. So he did come back and he actually reversed that. So he took that away. He apologize for that. So, yeah. So, so it's, it's crazy. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. I personally, I might, I make lemonade out of lemons. Like, what am I going to do? I've just been crafts and kid time. And honestly, I've been traveling for 20 years straight with my, with my career. I'm like, I like being at home. My kids are never going to be this age again. You'll see how special it is when the, this special age, I look at sometimes the little one, I'm like, she's like, this close to being not little anymore. You know what I mean? The last born. And it's like, I just, I'm so, I feel so blessed to be at home with her right now and just enjoying both of them and, and watching as they're growing up. And now we're doing homeschooling. It's very tough. Like my kid's seven. So like, what can I, you know, they're, he's pretty independent because he's now experienced a little bit, but you know, sometimes I'll walk, if I go upstairs and do something, I'll come back. And he's like, <laughs> looking out the window. You know what I mean? So it does take like, I got to like, and I put all my stuff on hold for work. I mean, like it
1: that just, happens at school anyways, right? I mean, how often are you going to, I mean, I used to fall asleep in class all the time. My teachers were probably like, do you sleep at home? I'm like, yeah, but like this lesson's boring. That's hilarious. <laughs> how do you stay? Um, how do you, because it seems to me like you've got, I mean, obviously you've got the mom thing on lock. But during all of this, how do you find your inspiration? Because you are always doing crafts and you're baking and you're decorating. Like you're always doing something. I am. I don't know. I just,
3: I think it's just the, it's the drive to like make, keep my kids interested, keep them stimulated, knowing that they don't have like the extracurriculars we have, the play dates aren't there, the play, we'd go to play. Like I would just, after school, we'd go to the play center so they could just run around, be active, climb on the thing, do all all that good stuff. And they're not doing that right now. So I have to find, that's my responsibility, right? To find ways to stimulate them and really it's funny because people are like oh how are the kids doing like are they okay with this lockdown to be honest they don't they haven't noticed it like they're at the age thankfully like I know older kids are probably more noticing it because they know what a playdate are. My kid have, they're not really established. So all they know is what I give them. So at per- least
1: they're there together, right? Like at least that you have siblings so they can like you know hang out together. Do they get along like that? Siblings are siblings, right? Do you have any siblings? I have one brother yeah and we were like totally different growing up so like we would not have been doing the same things.
3: Yeah. We're at the stage two where he is getting a little, like Max is like getting out of like the shows that she's into. And so we had to like find the, what show can I still get them to watch, you know? So there's a bit of that, but, but they are now also, they're like growing apart in interest, but also now they're getting, she's old enough that she's a person to him where they can play and they can. And so they, I mean, the other day I was actually, I was on the phone with Amy, we were doing FaceTime and I just, I switched the phone over and the two of them were just chatting away and the two just walked by on like, not even noticing me. And they've got caps and a base, and they've got their backpacks, and they've got pillows, and and then they're, they're talking <laughs> about going camping. So they've just on their own gone off, and they've created this little thing. And Amy's like, all oh, poor kids have nowhere to go, but they'll pretend to go camping, you know. So it was it was super cute, but it's nice that they are, you know, they have each other for sure.
1: Even just like sleeping in a different rooms, like ooh, adventure, game on. Yeah, making like new movie night and
3: stuff like that, and make it like. I- Think anyway. It's fun. It's good stuff. I
1: feel like you, I, I feel like you need to be like my personal Pinterest board for when I, cause like I, what I love that you do too. I mean, we don't have to focus on too much mom stuff here because it might be boring for the like 99% of males that are listening to this. Um, But I love that you switch out your decor for each, um, for all the different holidays and the different seasons. I
3: love it. This here, this is my, my wall unit here. And I just, I love it. I literally just, I used to be my thing. Like when the kids would come home, I'd surprise them. I'm like, and there was like all the Easter. It's, I do Easter. The funny thing is it started like this. Um, I moved into this house, had this these built-ins mo- um, built. And, um, it was like around September. So my son's birthday was coming up. So I didn't have anything cause it was a new setup. So I didn't have the, the, the keys to put in yet. Right. So it was September. So my son's birthday was coming up. So I was like, oh, I'll just deck it out. So I decked it out for his birthday and it totally went with the theme. It was a hip hop theme or whatever it was. Um, and then we went into, um, October. Oh, okay. So I took that down, put the October up, um, for Halloween. And then it was Christmas, put the Christmas up Christmas date. And then it was Valentine's day. So it was just like, I was like, I don't need to buy keys. I literally can but then, but then Easter came. I did Easter, and then it was like Easter was up for like May, and then I was like, um, and my, when the little ones go, "Mommy, why is
1: the Easter stuff stuff?" I'm like, "Okay, it's okay, okay." Wait for Canada Day, we'll come in hot. Canada Day.
3: Oh, <laughs> right, I'm, just, I'm actually gonna do that just for you. I'm gonna just deck Please. it
1: out. Oh my god. I would love nothing more. I mean, I, I have, tra- I actually have, there's a, I have a like Mountie figurine that's on the other side of this room. I need to put them in the shot here, but everything just competes with this wallpaper. So there's really no point in putting anything here. There's a point because I'm on your show today. So I'm just saying. Well, I mean, there is a point. I have my Toronto poster behind me though. So a little shout out to that. Um, okay. Sticking to the Canada theme. Why did, or not why, but was it just like an active decision for you to always stay in Canada? Did you ever think for a while that you were going to move out of there or how come you've always kept your roots there?
3: Um, I think it was a combination of like just family roots, right? Like, so Ron and of course my husband's like a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of our friends are Couples and wrestling together, right? So they make the decision to move. But my husband was an established entity here in Toronto, right? He had his business rooted and everything like that. And his, it's a family business. Um, and yeah, he just, that was, it just didn't never really occur to us. I mean, there was one point we actually bought some property in, in Florida, we ended up renting it, and we just thought the idea would be eventually to get a green card and, and go down there. And it just, you know, I think you have to do like a six month stay there. It was like, I just couldn't do that. Like with my family, I just, we just, it just we just never happened. never happened for us, you know, and more than happy. I mean, for the taxes, should I have moved? Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, those Canadian taxes are gnarly. There was a little run there where, oh, there's a whole new thing. Wait till you hear the new tax thing, but we don't need to bore our American. No, no, no. <laughs> they won't care. Like, okay, skip ahead, skip ahead. Well, there was a little point where I was making American money and then the dollar was like a certain rate, which kind of helped my, you know, so yeah, that worked out for me. <laughs> I
1: have thought about that in the past because a couple, two years ago, I spent the summer in Toronto and I always have those lofty dreams of like, man, what I would give to have a place back in Toronto and like spend time back and forth. But again, like when you have kids, it's just super unrealistic to imagine you're going to be bouncing back and forth. But yeah, when you look at like the American dollar versus the Canadian dollar, you're like, wait, I can get what for what? Do a quick little conversion, like can I really pull this off? Crazy.
3: I mean, in a way, because we're actually in the building business. So uh, <laughs> Ron is actually that's his business. He's uh, he's a builder. He does like he does a lot of like mortgage financing and things like that too. But we've been in the business of homes and properties and stuff for. I mean our whole lives together. So that's a good thing, you know, in
1: Toronto. <laughs> do you ever do like interior design stuff with him? So back in the day, he,
3: his first, like he, he built his first couple homes and so we would build the home and then we would make them they'd be model homes. So he would build them and we used to make a joke and say, Ron puts up the walls and I paint them. Not, I didn't actually paint them. I might've painted a couple, but um, yeah. So I did the interior of like, I'd pick the tiles. I would do all the interior for the homes and that's kind of how we, you know, and then we've over the years, we flipped a couple homes. So we've had a lot of experience just doing the interior design. I love it though. I love interior. I love interior design. I could like, and just decorating, like all that stuff. I love it.
1: So you guys are high school sweethearts. What, how do you pull this off? How did you guys first meet? How have you been able to like really stick it through this long of like your career, being on the road, him doing his thing. What's like the secret to your guys' success? Um, okay. I think the secret I would have to say, so I'll come in close guys. Um, it's just friendship.
3: So back in the day, my boy cousins who were the boy cousins who I was a tomboy with them. We got into wrestling together. We wrestled together. We went to Maple Leaf Gardens together. So that was, we were really close with my boy cousins. He was best friends, went to elementary school with Ron at the time.
1: Oh, God, you guys go way back. And we've known each other since we're like eight years old. Oh my God.
3: So yeah, <laughs> um, and so we, when we played together, like we, I used to want to hang with the boys. They would like, oh, Trish wants to play with us, <laughs> you know. So I'd play with the boys, um, and uh, and then it was in it was grade eight. I was in this on the school bus, and I was like, he's like, oh, aren't you George James's cousin? I was like, oh, wrong. Oh yeah, that's cool. And he's like, "Yeah, I just moved up here." I'm like, "That's cool." So, what, high, where you, what school do you go to? Blah blah blah. So we met each other in grade eight again on the bus, and then he went to a high school um, that I didn't go to. My sister went to, which is she's, she's a year younger than me. So they became friends. So he started coming by the home, and we were, became friends like that. And then I transferred to that school, and then I think as a grade eleven, we were like best 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 friends. And then we went through a phase where we were like that weird like. So he had, I think he said something like, um, "Well, you know, as my girlfriend," I was like. Are we, but I'm like, I like, uh, where's the parameters? Where do we check off to see where we changed the title? Right. I think we became official girlfriend and boyfriend, um, 28 years ago. Oh insane. my God. You know, when I say it, I'm like, that can't be right. But I'm like, Help with, Oh yeah, wait, I'm pretty old too. So yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> but That's amazing. 17 years old. That's really incredible. So established from the beginning, forget that I was going to end up being res- a wrestler. He was a wrestling fan. Right. So we related, we went to like, we were around that same you know, remember Toronto was like a hotbed for wrestling, right? So it was around us, um, both as children. Um, when we started dating and you probably know this too, there wasn't many females that liked wrestling or maybe didn't say they did, but they, there wasn't. So the fact that I liked wrestling, we would, like, we would take trips. I'll never forget. We remember we would go to Florida, we would drive to Florida. We would base it around like going to an event, like a nitro we went to WCW nitro. Like it was like part of our trip thing, you know? So we, you know, we just had that, we always related like from the very beginning on stuff. And then we just, we had our high school connection. And then when I went to university, I wanted to become a doctor. So I was like focused, laser focused on what I was doing. He was laser focused on like doing his own thing, his business. And we wanted to know for sure. We wanted to establish ourselves as separate entities in our own you know, rights. And then, yeah. And then the, the wrestling thing came up. And so like when like I made I had to make the transition from school full time to my fitness career and then to wrestling. And so I always say like, because Ron and I were fans for so long too. Like, I think he just, like, he gives me that insight. He, he gets the business. And what I'm like, I have to kiss the rock tonight. He's like, cool. That's gonna be great for your character.
1: <laughs> I mean, this is amazing, right? Like as opposed to like what maybe another husband might say. <laughs> yeah, of course. That's so funny
3: when I would work with the girls, I remember Victoria and I'd be like, okay, let's get the wrong report. You know, like he would watch, he would tell us straight up. He'd be like, Victoria, don't that move. Like, like, you know what I mean? Because he just had that. Anxiety. Oh so my sick.
1: God. It's important to how we are still together almost every year. All right, Trish, I know that you're a very busy woman. You've got lots to do. Thanks for joining me today on oral session. So fun to see you and get to hang out. Congratulations on becoming the greatest female superstar of all time. Getting that Luthes Award. Go get it, girl. Thanks, honey, and all the best to you. I can't wait. To, you've been rocking motherhood. Like you just look
3: like you like just a, a, your textbooks pregnancy. You know, like the way you you've taken care of yourself and you're putting out there your pictures. By the way, were beautiful. Oh, thank so you. Good luck with the rest of your pregnancy, and I wish you a safe and healthy delivery. And I can't wait to meet the baby.
1: I can't wait to Facetime you after and be like. How do I fix my pelvic floor? We're going to have a Labor Day chat. Okay, great. I'm in. We'll do it. Okay, that's good. I look forward to our follow-up. Definitely. (laughs) Thanks for hanging. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with me on this special edition of the Best of for Oral Sessions. We just mash up the best from the week, let you guys get the little highlights. You can go back and listen to the full-length episodes should you choose to do so. I highly recommend it because there's some good stuff in there. It's really hard to cut these down. Because these chats can be so great. We we, uh, we really do have the best guests come on here and hang out. And uh, I love being able to do that here on the show. So hopefully you guys enjoyed it. You can go back and listen to more of the episode. You can also watch these interviews on our YouTube page. You can just search Renee Paquette, search for The Volume Network, and you'll be able to find all the things. We've got the short clips. We've got the full-length interviews. Find them all in there. Like, subscribe, share, turn on the notifications, all that good stuff. We'll see you guys next time on Oral Sessions.